in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall, your host. And I'm going to throw you a curve. A curve in time. Have you ever heard of the arrow of time? That's a concept which says that time can only move forward like an arrow. Another theory claims that the arrow of time has two heads and can move either forward or backward. A third theory says that time is eternal. In other words, the past, the present, and the future have always and will always exist together. That appeals to me. It gives me a feeling of security. But sometimes I wonder what would happen if technology started monkeying around with time and got the past and the future mixed up with each other. 215-847-1291 to Master Control Computer. Queen, John, human? Yes. Calling computer from the 20th century. You've sent me back to the wrong time. What is your time? Somewhere in the 1970s. That was programmed. You fool! I was programmed to be sent back to the United States of the 1970s as it really was, as it really existed, historically. Understand? Understood. You goofed! I'm in the States as this country might have been if we'd lost the war with Japan and been occupied in 1950. Get me out of here! mystery drama, Future Eye, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Alfred Bester and stars Tony Roberts. It is sponsored in part by Time Magazine and Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. Buy a Buick Opel any time and you get a sensational little car. One that's comfortable, fun to drive, built by Isuzu, and equipped with things like a four-cylinder overhead cam hemi engine, a short-throw four-speed manual transmission, plus reclining bucket seats, tinted glass, and rack and pinion steering. But for those of you who buy one between now and October 31st, there's a special offer that goes with it. Buick will reimburse you for 200 gallons of gasoline. And with 200 gallons of gas in a new Opel, you can do a lot of driving. Of course, your mileage may vary, but at the estimated EPA city mileage alone of 23 miles per gallon, that's 4,600 miles. And on the highway, Opel's EPA estimate is 36 miles per gallon. Not bad, hmm? The Buick Opel gas offer. See your Buick Opel dealer soon for details and make your best deal. You'll get a great little car that gives you what you pay for. And 200 gallons of gas from Buick. In California, EPA estimates are lower. Dreams. We all seek to understand the many ways in which God reveals his word. The prophet Daniel praised God for the gift of interpreting dreams. May the name of God be blessed forever and ever, since wisdom and power are his alone. His to control the processions of times and seasons, to make and unmake kings, to confer wisdom on the wise, and knowledge on those with wit to discern. His to uncover depths and mysteries, and to know what lies in darkness, and light dwells within him. Daniel was favored by King Nebuchadnezzar for his wisdom and truth, and his ability to interpret the mysteries of the king's dreams. For your free booklet on dreams and visions, write to the Foundation Faith, 1147 First Avenue, New York, New York, 10021. That's the Foundation Faith, 1147 First Avenue, New York, New York, 10021.
world be like a thousand years from now? Well, I can tell you many things, but just now I'm most interested in the master control computer. Don't let the name make you think that it's a mechanical dictator. Actually, it's the servant of all. It banks for all, shops for all, takes messages for all, remembers for all, does every chore that the perfect servant would do. But it's only a machine and therefore not perfect. Parts wear out, parts short circuit, and then the machine makes mistakes. 215... 847-1291. Identity? Why do you always ask for my identity? You're a fairly bright computer. You ought to know who you're calling. These are the parameters of my programming. Identity? Identify me as Quinn. Quinn. John. 215-847-1291. Human. I hope so. Hey, that's a curve from Master Control. I wonder what you're up to. Yes, Caucasian. Height, two meters. <laughs> Curiouser and curiouser. Yes. Weight, 85 kilograms. Give or take a few grams. You are of average appearance. I suppose so. For the 20th century? The 20th century? A thousand years ago? A thousand years ago. Well, I'm a little big for them. About the size of a defensive tackle. But I could pass. You are an antiquarian by hobby. Well, yes. I like to know all about the old times and how they operated. You are chief intelligence officer for your sector by profession. You know that. A mistake has been made. Oh? By the Mark 747 digital binary master control computer. Meaning yourself? Yes. Well, then why call me? Because the mistake must now be rectified. By who? As if I didn't know. By you, as chief intelligence officer. What must be rectified? The data bank for the year 2976 was transferred by dysfunction to the time control unit. And by further dysfunction sent back in time to the year 1976. Back to 1976? Talk about mistakes. The dysfunction has been rectified. What a mess. If anybody back there gets hold of the data bank for 2,976 and reads it and acts on it, good Lord, our entire history may be changed. We, we may stop existing. We may change into the parallel possibles. Ghosts of what might have been. That must be prevented. Survival and self-defense has been programmed into the Mark Digital Binary Master. All right. Is the time control unit functioning? Functioning. Let me get into 1976 clothes. Take about an hour. Then you'll shoot me back. Keep my angstrom band open as a hotline. I'll patch into any of the communications networks, telephone, telegraph, radio, back then, and keep in touch. Two one five eight four seven one two nine one.
to master control and sore as hell. You fool! You've shot me back to a ghost world. There's nobody left alive. The data is being filed. Everything's still standing, including this phone booth, but there isn't a sign of life. They must have killed themselves off with radioactive fallout. The disaster is filed. Good. Now, get me the devil out of here and have time control switch me to the real 1976. Excuse me, ma'am. Hey, man. You like talk, young? Excuse me, I, I can't understand you, uh, lady. Would you please turn your radio down? Oh, sure. Hear me now? Thanks, yes. You like talk, Yank? Well, I can talk most of the dead languages. Oh, you smart educate. Who smart you up? Oh, why, me, mostly. I wanted to ask you... Who are you, ma'am? Who your boss? Who's my boss? Who own you, Yank? Own me? Mm. Uh, no one. <laughs> Listen, I'd like to... <laughs> you funny, Yank. Very funny. Who you? Who me? Oh. Uh, identify me as Quinn. John Quinn. Got two names? Oh, no. You do not fool Sono. No, Yank. Got two names? What name you boss? Who own you? Uh... Well, I, your name is Sono? Right, young. Sono Haku. Captain Sono Haku. You stand straight before Captain. Of course. Straight. Attention. Captain, what happened to the moon? What happened? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. It's all black. It looks like an ink blot. In war, back in 49, Hitler helped us set up rocket base on moon. You, young, try to A-bomb base before we J-bomb you. Too late. We got you first and take over. May I borrow your radio for a moment? Sure, young. Make you present if you please me. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, what that funny thing you stick on wire? That's my angstrom band, uh, hotline lead. That is, uh, it's how I check in with the boss who owns me. 215-847-1291, Comaster Control Computer. Identify by name. Oh, identify me as Quinn. Quinn, John, 215-847. One, two, nine, one. Human. Control, you fool, you've goofed again. I'm in another parallel of the United States as it might have been. Specify, please. Your data is being stored. Dummy! Have your time control unit checked again by repair. It's shifted me to this country as it might have been if we'd lost World War II and been occupied in 1950. And I have got a hot Japanese captain breathing down my neck. Get me out of here! I'm in the 
projection booth of a movie drive-in, and I've passed into their sound system. Hurry up. They're showing something I think is called a western. It's all about characters who gallop around on horses shooting people. It's absolutely maddening. Coordinates filed. Criticism filed. The antiquarian bank suggests your interpretation of the film is faulty. <laughs> and good luck to them. This will be my headquarters. Make all data transmission to me here. First, I need a map of precise location where Time Control deposited the almanac for 2,976. Transmitting. And don't waste time. The moment anybody here in 1976 gets hold of the data and acts on it, we'll all turn into might-have-been ghosts. Transmission received. Stand by. Yes, I see. It's not exactly pinpointed, but I'll know where to zero in. Now, transmit description of data bank I must find. Transmitting. Transmission received. Hold on. I can't visualize this. It's a... It's a macro circuit, yes? Yes. Well, why is it so big? It incorporates all known data and history up to the year 2,976. The material cannot be miniaturized. But... Uh, but a data bank with six sides... A box measuring five centimeters by four by one and a half. That's enormous. Four thousand years of history cannot be miniaturized. Well, give me the physical description of the data bank outside of dimensions. Don't transmit, just tell. Four sides white. Two sides brown. Logo symbol on one white surface for random access to world history data to respond to any request for information. Describe the logo. It is a binary code of ones and zeros forming a geometric shape commonly called a diamond. Commonly called a... Oh, good Lord. I've come back a thousand years in time to find this? Your dismay is filed, but not understood. <laughs> Talk to your antiquarian banks. They'll explain what I'm forced to find and why it's a hopeless mission. I'm looking for the equivalent of a 1976 matchbox. Have you got an ordinary matchbox handy? Look at it. How would you go about finding a data bank from the year 2976 that looks exactly like a matchbox in the year 1976? Ask questions? Search pockets? Impossible. This is the problem that faces Quinn John, 215-847-1291, human. I'll be back shortly with Act Two. Uh, pardon me, you almost finished with the Time magazine? Uh, yeah. It's the only one in the doctor's waiting room, and I haven't read it. So. Well, as soon as I finish this Time article, you can read it. You're tearing the page there. I just wanted this little science story here. See, it's very tiny oh, that I'm okay. tearing out. That's all, then I'm... Hey, see, on the back of the Time Science article is a book review, but it's continued on this page. I'm tearing this page out so as not to confuse you. Don't, don't rip any more articles out of the Time magazine, okay? Okay. Oh, 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 oh. darn, you know what I did? You ripped another I, page. I turned the page so quickly I tore out half this really superb Time article on our economy. That time, you know, is for all sick people who come in here, not just you. Well, the page is hanging loose, so I better... 
before it hurts somebody. All right. Now, that's it. You're being very selfish. Oh, now, wait a minute. These aren't for me. These are for the, uh, my, uh, the... Give me the magazine. Okay, I'll I never miss the time movie review section. I want it. Hey, if that's all you wanted, here. I don't believe it. What's the matter now? You want me to trim it for you? I, I can trim it. Sure, that's easy to do. Time makes everything more interesting, including you. Hey, Bud, what's this drown-proof bit? Can you swim, sir? No. Then the YMCA wants to drown-proof you and every other non-swimmer in town by teaching you how to swim. No kidding. That's right. Think of the fun and exercise you'll have swimming, and you'll be able to enjoy all the other water sports, too, in safety. That's something to celebrate in this bicentennial year. What's the bicentennial got to do with it? How did George Washington get to Trenton? He crossed the Delaware in a rowboat. Sir, would the father of our country have set foot in a rowboat if he couldn't swim? He had to set a good example. Like father, like son, eh? And like mother, like daughter. Martha knew how to swim, too. Everybody's welcome at the Y to learn how to swim. So drown-proof yourself and your family and make George Washington proud of you. Hear ye, hear ye. intelligence expert from a thousand years in the future, a private eye who is really a future eye, faced with the problem of locating a data memory bank for the year 2976, a data bank that looks almost exactly like an ordinary matchbox. How is he to go about it? 215-847-1291 to master control. Identify. You know who I am and where I am and when I am. The parameters of my programming must be followed. I am in the projection booth of a movie drive-in, year 1976. Identify me as Quinn. Quinn. John. 215-847-1291. Human. Now look, Master Control, when anyone or anything wants access to your information banks... What do they do? They make a request to me. Yes, yes, through programmed channels. This uh, we all know. Then what? I provide the information. I am programmed to serve all. Yes, we all know that, too. Uh, just tell me how you get the information to answer the request. I have just told you. That is the program for the information demand coder. And how do the data banks respond? In binary. Yes, ones and zeros. Uh, how does the information register with you? As audible notes, which I translate into spoken or printed data. Audible? What does it sound like to you? Wait, please. Such a request for information has never been made before. Just answer in nanoseconds. Which approach the speed of light? My auditory unit informs me that the response sounds like sonar. Sonar? Underwater sonar? The bleeps signify binary ones. The silences signify binary zeros. This is then translated by the Mark 747 Digital Binary Master Control Computer. All right. It's the only way. Transmit to me here 
A duplicate of your information demand coder. Such a request has never been made before. We've never been in such a situation before. Can't you understand? I'm looking for what amounts to a matchbox. I've got to home in on it. With an information demand coder? Exactly. I broadcast a demand with the coder. The data bank, wherever it is, will respond with a sonar sound. I track the response. Your tactics are being filed. Transmit that coder duplicate. Transmitting. Transmission received. Wait a minute. I'm broadcasting the information demand. NQ. The data bank response sounds a mile away. I'm going to start tracking now. Keep the hotline open. Luck, my para. The expressions NQ and luck, my para were not current in the 20th century. <laughs> You're right. I make these slips when I'm excited. Even humans are entitled to make mistakes. Luck, your para, Quinn. John. Two one five seven four seven one two nine one. Human. Hi there. Uh, what the hell is that noise? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I've got a uh, pocket alarm watch, and it keeps trying to tell me something. Uh, wait. Uh... That better? <clears throat> well, it's a relief. Sounded like it was trying to climb into my pocket. <laughs> yes, maybe it was in a funny sort of way. Say, uh, I've never been in a printing plant before. Yeah? Uh, mind if I do a little sightseeing? Uh, help yourself. You some kind of reporter? Well, I have been doing some reporting. Uh, where is everybody? Huh? What, what everybody? Well, well, I had the idea that a printing plant would be full of printers. You never heard of automation? We print by pure 100% automation. I'm impressed. You heard of computers? You sort of. They do everything. Oh, do they now? Yeah. Some bright girls put stuff they type into one end of a computer, and out of this end comes books. All printed by automation. And no printers? Uh, just me, the foreman. What do you do? I mind the press. Can anything go wrong with it? Well, only the usual. What could happen to anything that runs like a TV set? Blow a tube, burn out a fuse, that sort of thing. Hmm. Sounds simple. Yeah. There's only one thing complicated. I can't let any portable radios in here. I see. Electronic interference. Static. Yeah, crazy. Like last year, a kid comes in with a battery set. He's a messenger. It's playing a rock tune. Yes? Oh, we're printing out a, a sound book. And? Well, instead of printing Rock of Ages cleft for me, it's printing... Pick it up from the radio. <laughs> What's your press printing now? Oh, I just started a run for Atlantic Publishing. Uh, Atlantic Almanac. Almanac. Yeah, you know, latest facts and figures. 
Hey, what's the matter? You look pale as a ghost. I may be a ghost soon enough. Uh, listen, I... Are those Atlantic almanacs being shipped out? First batch due to go soon. A uh, hundred copies to Letterhead Bookstore. Uh, say you better sit down, mister. Yeah, thanks. Uh, uh, maybe some fresh air. Oh, yes, yes. A, a cigarette will help. Can you give me a light? No, I don't smoke. Yes, but all the same, I... I think you've got a match on you. Why, by golly, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Found a box in the lunchroom laying on the floor. Picked it up because it was so funny. Hey, look. All the ones and zeros. I wonder what they're advertising. I sincerely hope you never find out. Well, you can keep them. I don't smoke. Oh, thanks. Thanks very much. You don't know it, friend. But you just saved my life. Almost. to master computer. Identify. No time for procedure. We're under the gun. The databank found and reclaimed. Filing. But we've run into bad luck. Before it was reclaimed, it took control of a computerized press. 100 copies of a printed almanac now containing all data up to and including the year 2,976 are at large. Location. They have been shipped to the Letterhead Bookstore. Riley. I'll have to go after them and transmit them up to you. Warning. We of the future are forbidden to take or give anything which might divert the existing time stream of 1,976 that might destroy us. Yes, understood. I won't take the books. I'll buy them. As an antiquarian, I have 1976 currency in my pocket. Relics from a museum. Most foresighted. Uh, can I help you, please? Oh, hi. <laughs> Friend of mine told me that I can get any book that's printed at the letterhead. Oh, that is our boast and our pride, sir. Actually, all I want is the latest Atlantic almanac. Oh, oh, certainly, sir. The Atlantics arrived a half hour ago. The stock boy just opened the carton. My, they are moving. Two copies in two minutes. Two? Yes, sir. Uh, you're the second to ask for it. You were shipped a hundred copies. That's right. I... How do you know, sir? You have a carton of 99 copies back there. Uh, yes, sir. One moment. I'll have the boy bring... Tell him to bring all 99. Sir, sure. No, you... I don't jest. I'll take the carton with me just as it is. All 99 copies. But give me one datum. Uh, one what, sir? A datum, a, a, a bit, a, a piece of information. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Who bought that other copy? Now, really, sir, do you expect... Who bought to the hundredth copy? Last name, first name, identity number. Identity number? Sorry, you don't use them in 1976. Who bought that other one copy? Do you know? Can you identify? Well, as a matter of fact, I can, sir. A regular and valued customer. Mr. Oliver Wilson Knight. to master computer. Bypass procedure constraints. Acknowledge and storing data. Have you got my coordinates? 
You are in your temporary headquarters in the drive-in booth. Check and keep a fix on me at all times. I have with me 99 of the 100 copies of the 2,976 Almanac. Filing. Stand by to retract. Standing by. Ready. Pick up. Received. I have one last problem. The final copy of the Almanac. One copy is as dangerous as 1,000. Yes, yes, and don't I know it. The last copy is in the possession of an Oliver Wilson Knight. I transmit all available historical data and information about the subject. If available. Information being demanded by CODA. <laughs> Were you programmed for prayer? All known forms of prayer are filed. Then pray. He may be reading that book this minute and we'll all be gone. This is desperate. Information available. Transmit. Received. And let me go through this material. It's quite a dossier. It's tricky now because I'm no longer coping with machines. I've got to handle a human being. A human in the bookstore was a human being. No, not really. He was functioning as a salesman. I will consult the antiquarian bank. Uh, don't bother. Now I'm dealing with a human being on a one-to-one basis. He's not a salesman. Suppose he refuses to sell me that almanac. We are forbidden to take anything that might alter the existing time stream. As well I know. It must be a free exchange. Force cannot be used. Deception cannot be used. Honesty must be observed. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes, here's something that might do the trick. Yes. Instructions. Your instructions are being filed. I want you to locate and transmit a very special $100 bill. One man in the city owns an almanac for the year 2976. An almanac from the future. It cannot be taken from him. It cannot be stolen from him. But he must never look into that book or an entire future will turn into a might-have-been ghost. How can a very special hundred-dollar bill solve an impossible situation? Act three will tell us in a few moments. Oh, will it be, Bill, sort of? Shaving cream or a prescription? It's my hemorrhoids, Mr. Edwards. Pain, itching. Well, most of my customers use this. Preparation H? Well, in many cases, Preparation H relieves occasional pain and itch for hours. Yeah, that's great. And Preparation H actually helps shrink swelling of hemorrhoidal tissues caused by inflammation. I'll buy that. Doctor-tested Preparation H comes in ointment or suppositories. Soothes pain and itch and actually helps shrink swelling of hemorrhoidal tissue. Now use only as directed. Okay, Marion, hand me that paddle. But, Katie, those graphics look so a bit rugged, all right. But you've never even been in a canoe before, and I First think that... time for everything, Marion. Marion, I'm a grown man. Daddy! If you want a little excitement in your boating recreation, that's fine. But the American Red Cross urges you to protect yourself with knowledge, skill, and the proper safety equipment. Whoa! After all, why do it the hard way? Think about it. Is your fire extinguisher within easy reach, and do you really know how to use it? Last year, over two and a half million kitchen fire victims wished they had thought about it. 
Unfortunately, many small fires that start here in the kitchen turn into devastating blazes. Underwriters Laboratories field engineer Ray McNabb says that's because people try to fight kitchen fires with water. Cooking fires caused by fat, oil, or grease should be smothered, not soaked. The best way to smother a fire is with a fire extinguisher. Only problem is, most folks hide their extinguishers. They serve no purpose hidden in a closet or in an area where a fire may start, like above a stove. Place it where you can see it and grab it. Remember, get everyone outside, call the fire department, start your extinguisher, and... Aim the nozzle at the base of the fire, sweeping from side to side, and watch out for a reflash. Think about it. A public service from UL and this station. Almost everybody in town knows Dan Macy's Pub. It's more or less an informal club where you can drop in for a drink or a sandwich or a soda and always find congeniality in conversation. Mr. Macy knew all his regular customers and had learned to like them. But this stranger fills him with vague fear. He's a big man about the size of a defensive tackle, and he has a strange way of speaking. Mr. Macy, this is a quiet time for you. I will rent this back room of your pub for one hour. You rent the back room for one hour? And that will include exclusive use, yes? <laughs> you talk funny, you're a foreigner. No, not foreign in your sense. What's your name? Identify me as Quinn. John Human. John Quinn Human. Crazy. Get out of here. I will pay $100 for exclusive use of this back room for one hour. $100? Yes. Here. Look. $100 bill, including portrait of Benjamin Franklin, American statesman, diplomat, author, scientist, and inventor. 1706 to 1790. You're a crazy Russian spy. Spy? Yes. Russian. No. What kind of a spy? Uh, I am a future I. What? Uh, slip of the tongue. I am a private I, an investigator. Take the money and go, Mr. Macy. I have a private call to make. Phone booth alongside men's room. Yes, I see it. Go. I am under time pressure. Uh, you want anything from the kitchen or the bar? Uh, thank you. Uh, not now, Mr. Macy. Uh, perhaps my guests. Quinn, John, 215-847-1291 to Master Computer. I have lost the trace of you. You move too rapidly. Coordinates, west, 73-58-15. North, 40-45-20. Filing. Well? Well, what's happened to your nanoseconds? Probability, 99 point. Nine, eight, oh, seven. MQ, MQ, stand by. Ah, he's coming in. A probability fulfilled. Oliver Wilson Knight in contact. Out. Uh, sorry, Mr. Knight. Uh, you and the young lady can't sit back here this afternoon. I'm sorry, the premises have been rented. Rented? Oh, what a shame. Yes, it's quite all right, Mr. Macy. It's all correct and in order. I'm happy to entertain Mr. Knight and friend as my guests. 
Do sit down. Oh, you hate to intrude, but this is the only place in town where you can get real old-fashioned ginger beer. <laughs> Already aware of the fact, Miss Clinton. Uh, Mr. Macy, bring ginger beer, please, and leave us alone. No other guests. Uh, these are all I'm expecting. Hey, wait a minute. What do you mean, guests? You know me, Mr... Quinn. Uh, yes, of course I know you. Uh, you are Miss Jane Clinton. Uh, this is Mr. Oliver Wilson Knight. I rented these premises particularly to meet you this afternoon. If this is your idea of comedy, brother, I don't think... Ah, predict... here comes Mr. Macy with your ginger beer. Wait, please. Uh, this conversation must be private. Uh, yeah, uh, will that be all? Uh, for now, yes, you may go. <laughs> and don't I want her. Talk about nuts. But you couldn't know we were coming here, Mr. Um, Mr. Quinn. We didn't know ourselves until a few minutes ago. I'm sorry to contradict, uh, Miss Clinton. Our data predicted your probability of arrival at longitude 73-58-15, latitude 40-45-20 as being 99.9807%. No one can escape four significant figures. Your data? Uh, listen, clown, if this is your idea of some kind I'm of... They drink your ginger beer and listen to my idea, Mr. Knight. Uh, listen carefully. You have, quite innocently, placed us in an extremely dangerous position. I have been sent to find a solution. Solution? For what? Uh, Oliver, I, I think we'd better be going. Oh, please remain seated, Miss Clinton. There will be no harm. Mr. Knight... This noon, you entered the premises of the Letterhead Bookstore, Incorporated, dealer in printed books. You purchased, through the transfer of current money, four books. The four books wrapped in the parcel you are carrying. So? Well, three of the books do not matter, but the fourth... Well, that is the crux of this encounter. What the devil are you talking about? One bound volume consisting of collected facts and statistics. You mean the almanac? Well, what about it? You intended to purchase the 1976 Almanac. I bought the 1976 Almanac. You did not. You bought the Almanac for 2,976. What? <laughs> the Atlantic Almanac for the year 2,976 is in this package. Do not ask how. There was a dysfunction that has already been adjusted. There were many difficult complications. That is why I'm here. It is why this meeting has been arranged. You cognate? <laughs> Hand me the package, Jane. We'll call this clown's bluff. No, you must not open it, Mr. Knight. You must not read the book. All right, all right. What's the payoff on the gag? I must have the book, Mr. Knight. I would like to walk out of this tavern with the almanac under my arm. Oh, you would, huh? I would. Well, if there was such a thing as a 2,976 almanac, and if it was in that package, wild horses couldn't get it away from me. Yes? Why, Mr. Knight? Are you kidding? A look into the future? Stock market reports? I've been horse races, politics. It'd be money from home. I'd be rich. Yes, indeed, yes. You'd be more than rich. Omnipotent. Almost the ruler of the world. Oh, you tell me. The small mind would use the almanac from the future for small things only. Bets and wagers and so on. The intellect of dimension, your intellect, would not stop there. Ah, oh, tell me more. Each fact would tell you an entire history. Real estate investment. What lands to buy and sell. Transportation records. What space agencies to back. 
postal receipts to tell you the cities of the future. Nobel Prize winners would tell you what inventions and developments to watch. It would be impossible for you to lose. That's the idea. That's for me. You really think so? I know so. Money in my pocket. There is no joy in success as something which has not been earned. Oh, I disagree. Do you? Then why do you work? Why not steal? Cheat others to fill your own pockets? Well, but I... The, 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 I... the point is well taken. Huh? No, Mr. Knight. Seek a mature argument. You are too ambitious and healthy to wish to steal success. Then I just want to know if I would be successful. Ah, Stet. You want reassurance. Why? Have you no confidence in yourself? You're a promising young attorney. Yes, I know that. It is part of your dossier. Has not Miss Clinton confidence in you? Yes. Yes, I do. He doesn't need reassurance from a book. Good. So, Mr. Knight, next argument. Security. <laughs> there is no such thing. Life is dangerous. Oh, come on, you know what I mean. The knowledge that life is worth planning. True. True, your century is in crisis. But then, I am here. The world will continue. I'm proof. Uh, if I believe you. And if you do not, you do not lack security. You lack courage. Now, look, this is a gag, isn't it? I saw that book before it was wrapped. It said 1976 on the cover. The cover? Ah, contemporary. Yes, yes. The printed text, no. Inside is a thousand years of future which must not be read by anyone. I implore you to give me that almanac. Why don't you just take it away from me? Well, that is forbidden. It must be a free gift. We can rob you of nothing. We can give you nothing. Uh-uh, that's a lie. You paid Macy to rent this back room. Yes, Macy was paid, but I gave him nothing. He will think he was cheated, but you will see to it that he is not. All will be adjusted without dislocation and the danger ended. Now, wait. Just a minute. It has all been carefully planned. I have gambled on you, Mr. Knight. I am depending on your good sense. Let me have the almanac. I will disband, reorient it. And you will never see me again. It will be an odd adventure to narrate for your friends. And they will not believe you. Would you wait a minute for Pete's sake? Don't overpower me. This is supposed to be a gag. Is it? Is it? All right. The final gamble. Where's that music machine? Over there, against the wall. It's called a jukebox. Uh, yes, yes, the thing with the lights. Uh, watch this. Two one five, eight four seven, one two nine one to master computer. Follow procedure. Identify. Identify me as Quinn. Quinn. John, 215-847-1291. Mission approaching climax. Filing. Is this a gag, Mr. Knight? Good Lord, this can't be happening. Jane, he's got me believing. Yes. Well, what should we do? If everything he says is true, well, look, we can refuse and live happily ever after. No. No? There may be money and success in that book, but there's divorce and death, too. Oh, Oliver, give him the almanac. All right, take it. My gratitude. 
You have eased a precarious situation. It is only fair that you should receive something in return. I had thought to bribe you with it, but now it is a gift. A token of the future. My service to you both. You have given me back my life. Hey, hey, that gift, that token of the future. Mr. Macy has it. <laughs> Talk about characters. Oh, you really had me scared. What an act. I wonder how he pulled that trick with the jukebox. Well, he's probably a TV repairman. But, honey, it doesn't make sense, all that nonsense about paying Macy but not giving him anything. Hey, where is he? Where's the thief? Mr. Macy, what's the matter? He, he's gone. And you, Mr. Knight... You to be a party to thievery and racketeers, you ought to be disbarred. Shame on you. Wait, what is all this? What's wrong? He paid me $100 to rent this back room. $100. I took the bill over to Bernie, the pawnbroker, being cautious like... And he found out it's a forgery. Counterfeit. Phony. Not worth nothing. Oh, no. Counterfeit? How could you do a thing like this to me, Mr. Knight? I? To d- d- do what? Look at it. Well, no, wait a... Well, it looks like a perfectly genuine hundred dollar bill to me, Mr. Macy. What gave you the idea that it's a count of the... Oh, good Lord. What is it? Where's my checkbook? Uh, uh, here. Uh, uh, Jane, let me have your pen. What are you doing? Making sure that Macy isn't cheated. You'll... Look, Mr. Macy, you'll get your hundred dollars. Oliver, are you insane? Throwing away a hundred dollars because a clown played a practical joke? And I won't be losing anything either. All will be adjusted without dislocation. Oh, they're diabolical. Diabolical. What are you talking about, Oliver? Look at the bill. Look closely. Oh, I'm looking. Uh Uh-huh. You see anything odd? Well, I don't know. I've never seen a hundred dollar bill before, Oliver. Look at the lower right-hand corner, Jane. Read what you see. Series, 1990D, signed Oliver Wilson Knight, Secretary of the Treasury. I must agree, Quinn John, 215-847-1291, human, has been diabolically clever. A hundred dollar bill has been brought in time, but it can't be spent yet. Mr. Macy has been paid and loses nothing. Oliver Knight will lose nothing because the bill will become valid. All has been adjusted without dislocating the time stream. But was it wise to give Oliver Knight that token of his future? I'll be back shortly. Maybe someday... The science of genetics will be so advanced that every child will be born without handicaps, with perfectly functioning minds and bodies. Maybe someday. But today, there are 7 million handicapped children, and they need special education to develop their full potential as human beings. In this country, every child has the right to the kind of education he needs, regardless of his handicaps. Yet millions are not getting it. If you have a child who is handicapped, physically, mentally, or emotionally, we have information that can help. Write Closer Look, Box 1492, Washington, D.C., 20013. Closer Look is a free service of the United States Office of Education. Write Closer Look, Box 1492, Washington, D.C., 20013. A public service message by this station for the United States Office of Education. 
only human to want to know what the future holds in store for us, which is why fortune-telling has always been enjoyed and sometimes believed through the ages. But I have a thought for you. It has been said by philosophers that if we don't learn from our past, we may be forced to repeat it. But what about the future? It may be that if we do learn about our future, we may never live it. We present these tales, complete with warnings and morals, seven times each week. Our cast included Tony Roberts, Evie Juster, Court Benson, William Redfield, and Catherine Butterfield. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. But I learned everything I had to about old Jerry and his late-night lunch hour. And sure enough, Jerry was busy eating and I hit him over the head. You hit him over the head, huh? Yes. Tell me, Lydia, what did you hit him with? His own walking stick. That heavy wooden cane that he carries. It was lying on the floor behind him and I picked it up and... Oh. Really paying attention to me now, aren't you, Sheriff? Oh, Lydia, I... I, I can't believe it. A walking stick? You found blood on it. Well, how would I know that that walking stick was there if, if I hadn't used it? Uh, Lydia, I know you since you was a little baby. I I just won't believe you would commit... And if I wasn't the one sheriff, how would I know where the money is? Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and Time Magazine. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.